Welcome to the UCM. We're your tour guides, Zan Peters and Joe Semino. And we're going to be taking you through our humble little museum's collection. The exhibits may or may not be real, but the stories sure are. Enjoy your visit today at the Uncanny County Museum. Living in the real worm. <laughs> fitting, very fitting. I mean, if it, it, I guess if you don't like Paramore, you could go for. Oh, baby, baby, it's a wild worm. Oh, man, that's a good one too. Um, it's the end of the worm as we know it. Around the worm. Around the worm, around the worm. There it I is. like that. Yeah. Got some daft yeah, yeah. sampling over here. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Do, don't, doesn't it feel good to be in the worm today? It does. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely a vibe being inside the worm. Um, yes, yes. A- in the in the maw. Well, a, a recreation of the maw. I, I, I hope it is a recreation uh, of the maw of a sandworm. Because uh, we're we're in a special part of the museum exhibit today. I'm happy to be back in the museum, certainly after uh, my Florida trip. Although you know me, I love my trip to Florida. Oh, you know, absolutely. I absolutely. get to go down there. I get to vacation. I get to feel like you know an old person mm-hmm. that like has a place down in Florida, but it's not my place. <laughs> it's just my mom's house. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's kind of like having a timeshare with you know <laughs> with your brother. A ro- uh, a roommate that knows way too much about yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, can't lie. Yeah. You can't no. lie to your parents about what you're what you're like to live with. Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean that's a good way to put it, honestly. Yeah, I mean you you're you also know what that's like. Fair enough. But like I I I got to have like also some other non-living-at-home Florida experiences. Allison and I kind of went out to, like, Citrus County. We're doing some thrifting and stuff. Dope, dope. We went to a a flea market in Crystal River. Uh, You know, had some gator bites and everything. Slightly concerning when you're, like, going through the tables of stuff. You're looking at old cast-iron cookware. Right, right. And then suddenly there's always the guy selling big knives and has some like nazi ss helmets yeah there's always that guy always that guy can confirm there's that in new jersey as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then you know it's also next to all the trump stuff too, right and confederate <laughs> flags and it's like i understand maybe you're just collect this stuff but do you not like see like huh seems like a certain type of person likes collecting nazi memorabilia Mm. even if maybe they aren't right right a nazi maybe oh they'll just say it's their heritage and that they're like uh 0.2 percent german (laughs) or something (laughs) is that what people are doing people i don't know you you can you can get a college scholarship if you can prove your (laughs) Uh, i can't even follow through with my own bit i was like i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say no i'm gonna say it 
Oh my god. Um, yeah, I don't. I hesitate if it's actually curated that way, but I feel like it is. But I don't know if that's giving mm-hmm. too much credit. Yeah, I I want to believe it's not necessarily just people with hate in their hearts, but people that just do not get the connection. Yeah, that's um, definitely. <laughs> but you know, it's it's getting harder. It we're living in a world where it's harder and harder to make that excuse. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Pick 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 a new thing to collect. You know. Yeah, maybe like, not that. <laughs> it, when you're collecting the thing that everybody else wants, it's always more expensive. Like, I mean, that's you know, true. Collect, you know, collect. Uh, what what's. I don't think there's a lot of train collectors left. Get into that. Yeah, definitely could see a resurgence. Model trains. Model trains. Model trains. They might come and, back. And then, yeah, and then you're, what? You're you're immediately, like, in the same league with Neil Young, you know? Oh, true. There you go. Yeah. Cassettes came back, so, you know, there's yeah. always hope that something is Yeah, cassettes obscure. are cheap, you cassettes know, compared, cheap. compared to vinyl, at least these days. I did get some good vinyl at the nice. flea market. Which, you know, it's it's obviously, like, a lot of dad rock, a lot sure. of southern rock, a lot of country music. And then I find one R.E.M. record. Oh, nice. Like, all right, all right. I, you know. I am holding out to find Pet Sounds on vinyl by the Beach Boys. Mm. One day. One day I'm going to find it. I regret every day not buying the uh, Velvet Underground's album, the one with the banana on it. Um, mm. Like... I saw it in, you know, my local tunes like years ago and never saw it right. again. Never saw it again. Uh, I regret it every day. I don't know why I never did that. Ugh. I I think my my white whale for a while is still Labby Seafray. Um mm. and his stuff is so impossible to find. Um but I'm holding out hope. But another one had been Excitable Boy by Warren Zevon, which is the album that Werewolves of London is off of, oh, if you're wow. familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a- along with a, a couple other uh, well-known songs by him. But it's, you know, it's kind of like the quintessential Warren Zevon, mm. like, you know, in, in all his in all his weird glory. Right, right. Weirdly difficult to find. Um, huh. I think there there must have been some resurgence in interest at some point. Um, and I guess if you're gonna have one Warren Zevon record, it's gonna be excitable. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be Werewolves of London, right? Of course, you know? of course, of course. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's in stark contrast to that uh, that album he did while he was dying of cancer called The Wind. I didn't know about that you know? one. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different tone. Yeah. It sounds like it. <laughs> still, still still has a sense of humor, you know. Right. You can't take that away from him. <laughs> Fair enough. But speaking of REM, it's the end of the worm as we know it, as we know. Yes. What what are we doing in in the mouth of the worm today? Well, I believe we are in here to lead an exhibition on teeth. At least that's what my agenda said for today. Well, I guess we I guess we could start by saying worms don't necessarily have teeth in the way that we have teeth. Right. Wouldn't that be kind of weird though? <laughs> well, here's the weirder here here's here's a weirder thing. Here's a stranger thing. All right. Think about all of the kind of analogous um structures that we have to a lot of other creatures that are in no way related to us like 
Okay, worms don't have teeth like we do. They have something similar to like a gizzard. Right. Like, um, you know, but any other, like, like, think about all the animals that are not vertebrates that have eyes, um, you know, uh, insects, uh, some, uh, some other types of invertebrates like sea stars, mollusks. So like an octopus eye, you know, is using the same sort of tech as our eyes, you know, photosensitive cells, um, something like a lens and some sort of concave, um, uh, chamber to let light reflect onto those photosensitive cells. All of that had to evolve independently. And I kind of think that's the best case to be made that like, um, you know, aliens would look somewhat like us. Hmm. Not not in every way, but but just because uh things like wings and jointed legs uh and eyes right. and mouths all seem to evolve. Like those seem to be things that animals will tend towards uh in order to survive. Right. Which is really interesting now that you kind of mentioned yeah. it that way. I mean, I also do think it's because of like that's Earth. We don't know if how that would react if it was like non Earth. You know what I mean? Like if it wasn't True. the same. But also, I could be dead wrong. Well, they, and they it would, could be they very would look, they would look ex- well. How do we know they don't look exactly like us? Mm-hmm. Um, are anatomically compatible apparently to produce offspring. Right. And the only real difference is they have green blood because it's copper based and pointy ears. Yeah. I'm lost. Not not no, not, a, not a tre- not a trekkie. I'm I'm talking about oh, Vulcans. Oh Jesus, wow. You know, that's <laughs> embarrassing. I was like, oh, wow. this is uh Wow. I outnerded Joe today. I'll just take a seat on the while worm. standing in the mouth of a sandworm. Oh my god, this is embarrassing. Well, no, I it is it is really interesting though in that way. You know what I was I've been I just finished reading the Syntax of Objects by um Tim McWright. And one of the things that he was mentioning, too, was how, like, if you take a chair, for example, how, like, every culture figured out how to make a chair, and it's because we sat down on something, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you... you, I thought you were going to say it was because of aliens uh, shared chair technology with all ancient civilizations. Contrary to popular belief, um, no, (laughs) that is not what Mm, he said. Who knew, right? Mm -hmm. But... (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's like it's the same concept though, but that's a whole different thing and I don't want to go back to our Atlantean discussion as before. Um, but speaking of worms, I think it's very fitting that we're in mm-hmm. the worm uh today and part of the reason is is because of I I mean, I don't know if you've heard of this of the toothworm. Have you heard of the toothworm? The toothworm. Yeah. I I have not. I am immediately uncomfortable. You should be. You should be. Um, you really should not call your tongue your toothworm. No, no, no. I'm not talking about. You shouldn't please, do that. Please do. Please do not. That would like, be weird. Please don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ima- imagine like you're gonna kiss somebody and you're like, mm, want to wrestle the worms? I would leave. I would leave. <laughs> There's no way. That- or I would laugh. There's no. Like, oh my god. Or you've read. You've read some fan fiction. The worms struggle for dominance. I I hate this. <laughs> I can't tell if what this reference is or not. 
I think it's, as someone who did not read a ton of fan fiction, but was adjacent to fan fiction culture, I believe it is a trope of a lot of fanfic. You know, we have to assume written by <laughs> horny teenagers yeah. that don't know a lot about kissing. Uh, right, like, right. Writing about tongues, like, the the way it's described, I feel like, uh, kind of like, I, I'm imagining like a thumb war, but uh, <laughs> shared between two mouths, but That's, with tongues. That sounds stressful and not yeah, fun. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but it's also like, it's also like you and David Tennant, Ooh, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, David Tennant says, YN, your name. Oh my God. See, this is, I have not delved into fan fiction yet, and I don't think I ever will, but, uh, mm. someone's trying to make me do it. We'll see. But, but no, the toothworm, contrary to the, um, the self insert that you're discussing of it being referencing tongues, no, this is actually a worm that lived inside of teeth or was so thought to have done that before modern dentistry. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's a very odd myth that's existed through multiple cultures as well as then throughout history before we kind of figured out, like, why we have tooth decay. So, like, one of the interesting things that I've been discovering upon my question um, that I think we've also Mm -hmm. discussed before, Zan, on, like, why do Mm -hmm. we need toothbrushes now? out of all times and also like what did people do about their teeth in ancient times because i don't know about you but that stresses me out and like i have this thing where if i watch (laughs) movies that are supposed to take place in the past or even read a book i'm like it is it's like the fourth wall has to be there for me and i'm like this has to smell terrible like just everything (laughs) in this image has to smell god awful just of what is being shown and i was like there's no mouthwash like i don't even want to know what that's like breath wise um but what's interesting yeah you you, ju- you just kind of imagine like oh god you know you're watching a period piece and there's all these beautiful actors and actresses that they've cast and you're just imagining like oh god like i i live with modern sanitation and it is still i i am now in my late ten- 20s and still battling with acne you know? right exactly like, ima- imagine if you know i even lived a hundred years ago and didn't and was not able to shower every day yeah yeah that's the way i look at it and so mm-hmm. that's what i think always like stresses me out as i think about hygiene yes. but then at the same time we have to consider a few factors like diets yes and we'll get into it on why but i think the mm-hmm. tooth worm is a good way to get us going on this conversation because it stems back to like mesopotamian times just to get more specific oh, with that it. far back that far back oh okay so so this is this has really been this is kind of amazing that this question has plagued humanity for so long. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, like, just it's really like, hey, my tooth hurts. What's causing it? And this is again, mm. like, you know, the idea of magic and science being kind of coexisting, if not mistaken, for one another at the times is right. pretty common for a while, uh-huh. and especially yeah. now. And like, it kind of reminds me of when we discussed how, like. A broken clock is our our broken clock theorem, if you will. A broken clock is right twice a day kind of thing. And in this, Mm -hmm. maybe not all the time, but one of the things, and more specifically in ancient Mesopotamia, was this 
hypothetical toothworm was believed to be causing mm-hmm. said problems of tooth decay or if somebody's tooth was hurting right. or teeth were hurting. Toothworm. Hypothetical toothworm. But what they would do though was yeah. like actually okay. try to smoke it out and like do different rituals, do different things to actually okay. get rid of it. Like packing the gums with wax, for instance, performing rituals, smoking it out, which seems like maybe not the best idea. Huh. Smoking it out, like, you're, like, blowing smoke into your friend's mouth? I think... Like, are, you're, you're holding your mouth, like, open over, like, smoke coming in? Like, that's kind of how I imagine it going. I'm not entirely sure they, the specifics. If they're in Mesopotamia, but... they don't have tobacco yet. I don't know if it's tobacco or more like an incense. I imagine it being okay. more of, like, an incense right. and powders, which you know okay um but i not not like tobacco or not like our definition of smoking it out um more like fumigating i guess maybe not it's not a great word either (laughs) maybe because if it's a worm Um, i'll get it (laughs) (laughs) um well what hearing this for you know kind of the first time i can only speculate but it's not that crazy if you consider how much how much more prevalent parasites used to be in day-to-day life? Like, yeah. not necessarily that, like, everyone was dying of parasites, but we even mentioned, we even made res- reference to this back when we were talking about Vikings. Like, if you <laughs> ate meat on a regular basis, you had parasites on some level. You know, that yeah. was just a part of, that's a part of uh being in that place in the food chain, you mm-hmm. know? So... While maybe they didn't get the connection that parasites could come from what you ate, um, or you know where, you know it would it would be a while until I think they even figured out that like spontaneous generation wasn't a thing. You know, right? I, I think in into the Middle Ages, a lot of people believed mice just appeared in bales of like straw and grain. You know, oh, that's interesting. Like, I guess it's kind of like now how we never see baby pigeons, so we just assume that they spawn that pigeons just spawn somewhere. <laughs> I mean, like I, yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, I have, I, 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 you know, and maybe the the birds aren't real. People are going to take me out for saying this, but <laughs> I have seen a baby pigeon. Oh uh, no! In, in a place where a pigeon did not think I could see it. Speaking so the truth, I definitely think the. Pi- the pigeons are hiding something from us so, if they're going to put those babies like yeah. in such hard to find places. Basically, what I'm saying is, um, it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility if you sure. live your life, you know, riddled with a lot of parasites. I mean, fleas are really what spread mm-hmm. even the Black Plague and probably other plagues in history. Um, you know, all of parasites would have been a bigger part of daily life it's not entire if you found that people had holes in their teeth maybe not unlike the way exactly, uh, yeah. a, a, a piece of fruit gone bad has um has holes in it from worms you would have also made yes. that connection it's not mm-hmm. that weird once you think about it they're not exactly. that dumb well exactly and i'm glad that you brought this up because that's what i was going to start to lead in towards where it's this I always find these myths really interesting um, and the way that they're told because you're, I think 
especially in like a school setting or anything, you want to be like, ha ha ha, they're so dumb. They never figured this out, but we smart because we have computer and technology and teeth toothbrushes. Oh my God. I didn't yeah. want to get too stuck in this persona. But like, I, um, I think it's interesting when you start looking at these things and say, okay, why was that connection drawn? And also, how does it get retranslated really weirdly throughout the ages? Yeah. Um, so I think it's 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 something that starts as a myth for very probable reasons, you know? Yeah. But, like, even, for example, like, dentistry does go back pretty far, though. And I imagine I, like, people would want it to well i mean yes in the sense of like i guess you could argue that pulling teeth would have been the first form maybe Mm. because you know tooth hurts take it out and then problem kind of solved which yeah it's Mm. it's do you remember we talked about the drilling a hole in the head as a way of relieving pressure which i know it was like said that they would do that for like to let evil spirits out but in reality was actually helping I guess it's kind of the same occasionally 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 it worked you know but even like that they would use like this is more like neolithic like older using flint to scrape out infected areas of teeth as an Mm. acknowledging that it happened but even in cultures like in egypt in ancient egypt for example that dentistry is considered a very high ranking like you're yeah it's really noble they were Mostly known for pain relief drugs, though, which were like <laughs> opioids and other poisons and things. Nothing changes. Exactly. <laughs> but even in, and I'm, I'm kind of jumping around cultures here, too, because even in yeah. ancient India that you had advanced dentistry coming out where actually, you know, that daily cleanings were encouraged with paste mm. and a soft piece of um, basically some piece of wood to do that. Yeah, yeah, you could you could chew on a branch or piece exactly, of wood. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But all of this all of this really to to question where does this come from? How do these things develop and also why has it gotten so bad recently, mm. right? And um I know that a lot of this has to do with diet and besides, yes. you know, teeth worms and being inside a worm and other things and kind of jumping around cultures to name a few it's worth mentioning that a lot of this is kind of caused from the agricultural revolution and specifically because now you're eating a very you're eating the same types of foods rather than diversifying a diet which would have been seen before in more hunter-gatherer fashion yes and no Mm. um so this this is a there's a couple of different factors here Mm -hmm. um you know we would have had from from what i understand at least like when they've looked at um some ancient human and neanderthal um dentition and stuff Mm -hmm. it seems like you know they would have had plaque and stuff just like you know it's it's you know it's just going to happen but it seems like they did not have it would have been sort of these monocultures of bacteria. Right. Um, and really the agricultural revolution, you know, it does standardize a lot of things, but it introduces new strains of bacteria mm-hmm. into the mouth and particularly the bacteria that are going to be, 
eating the sugar that has been introduced into the diet. And, right. you know, that pretty much begins the, the modern, well, not modern as we're talking about, but like the, this begins a uh, human struggle with tooth decay and stuff. But even really, it doesn't, it's, it, it becomes more increasingly an issue really in the last couple hundred years when sugar becomes more accessible to more people. You yes. know, it was not as commonplace of a thing for just anyone to have. And, you know, that's not to say that people ate tasteless things, but mm -hmm. just sweetness, sugar, you know, would have been pretty limited to if you were able to, like, afford sweet fruit and stuff. And right. you have to remember, the stuff that we have selectively bred for over millennia has been to get more and more flavorful, um, sweeter, higher sugar content in a lot of of the fruits and vegetables uh, that we, you know, mm. if you even look at the ancestors of uh, so many domestic plants that we have, their, their wild counterparts uh, are nothing in terms of the sugar content. You know, it's even like, you know, it can be desirable if you get like wild strawberries. They're much more tart than a, a domestic strawberry. Right, right. But the other thing that, the other factor here is uh, the the issue that most of us need braces at some point. Mm. Um, and also a lot of people need their wisdom teeth pulled. And yep. we have to kind of ask ourselves, why do we as humans feel born so flawed? And you're like, well, there was Eve and she took this apple. No, no, no. Um <laughs> But right. I mean, because there's there's a lot of things that feel wrong about being human. Yes. Um, that we feel like, well, we're just these flawed creatures that give birth to premature babies uh, compared to like every other animal. We take forever to mature um, and all these things like can go wrong. And if you don't have if you didn't have modern medicine, like, you know, a a broken limb or something can be so fatal if you're living a hunter-gatherer lifestyle. Mm. Um, but the wisdom teeth are not uh, are not really a flaw, except in the context of modern diet. And this mainly has to do more with the uh, the the types of things we're eating for our bread. Um, in a world where we have, uh, you know, access to basically softer breads, um, and that's what we eat, uh, our, our food in general has become softer. It's not just the bread that we make, but huh. we, because we cook more and more, our food is softer. Our jaws, in a contemporary sense at least, are kind of underdeveloped. Oh, that's interesting. We are not, like exercising our jaws enough to the extent that um our I, we're not exercising them enough that they're not getting robust enough to accommodate the extra teeth that are supposed to be coming in um hmm. this is why you know we even have crooked teeth this is why we have issues with our wisdom teeth coming in they're trying to come into a jaw that is too small for them um oh. we're not really uh we don't uh use our our jaws enough to to 
to build up that muscle and that size. Huh. That's really interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. That's really interesting. So th- there's a couple of things that you're seeing, you know, because obviously this has uh, f- food development has clearly outpaced evolution on this one. And it's the fact that we can all either manage it, live with it. But crucially, because this does not seem to affect how we reproduce, uh, this seems to have limited impact on our evolution, you know? Right. Um, in People aren't... Uh, and unless something ever did select for that with, you know, knock on wood, I guess. Right, right. Uh, for, you know, people that still have wisdom teeth and stuff or people with crooked wisdom teeth can no longer reproduce, then we would see that's that selection happen. But, you know, and, and I want to be very clear. I want to take this moment right now. We are not in favor of wisdom teeth eugenics here at the UCM. <laughs> Yes, thank you for speaking on that, Zan. I appreciate it, because we are not. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I also have mine taken out, so I guess... Do you have Do you have yours taken out, too? <laughs> um, No, Ooh. I still have them, and I'm getting older. Uh, and one of them bothers me every now and then, mm. and I probably should get it taken out. I think the I think three out of four have come in just fine, but okay. the fourth one the fourth one's a troublemaker. Oh man, yeah, I think mine yeah. were gonna come in impacted, and then they were just like, "Nope, we're gonna get them out." Mm. Um, yeah, th- see, this is what happens when you uh, make your own bread, like me. Uh, uh, you will have a nice, strong, robust jaw. Yeah, damn, I should have been doing this earlier. <laughs> uh, Could have had a better jaw. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. We don't think about sort of um, there's an interesting kind of fragility to these things that have to interact with the environment around us. And especially when we consider teeth and the evolution of teeth um, as mammals, we have a particularly special relationship with our teeth. Uh, Teeth are, you know, we hear enough about it on crime shows. You know, you can identify people from teeth um and it's not just sort of like dental records in terms of paleontology teeth are kind of required to identify mammals as a whole oh that's interesting you can there are entire species of mammals that are able to be described and classified pretty well just based on their teeth um huh a lot of times uh you can extrapolate a whole lot about a mammal based on their teeth because they are so unique to every species, and they change, uh, you know, with geography, with diet, with the size of the animal, and we have this really kind of perfect roadmap of evo- of mammal evolution, all sort of traced with teeth. Mm. We can tell if something's a rhinoceros tooth or a primate tooth. You can't really do that with reptiles. Reptiles are like. We have these little cone-shaped protrusions in our mouths, and that's good enough. Right, right. Mammals tend to have multiple cusps uh, to our teeth. Uh, We can have ridges. Uh, We can have sort of uh, a more bulbous sort of design Mm -hmm. to them. Right, right. Yeah. I guess I never thought about it that way either, though, that teeth being a very unique identifier 
um, yeah. especially to mammals too, but even to us and yeah. the differences in that. But yeah, I mean, I'm also still caught up on the fact that we haven't been exercising our jaws. So now I'm going to overthink that. <laughs> I'm just going to chew a yeah. lot of gum. Like forever, <laughs> like instead of. But you've already had your wisdom teeth taken. It doesn't out. matter. Guess, it's never. T- I guess it would make your jaw bigger. I don't know if I. I, mm. I, I, I guess you know if you want to make your jaw bigger and maybe like I'm gonna get the better. I don't know if you've if you've got a snaggle tooth you're trying to work on or something. What is that? Like you know, like a like a crooked tooth a little bit. Like I got. Maybe I do. Yeah, yeah, snaggle tooth, oh. just kind of like you know, like uh, I, like Jim Carrey's got a bit of a snaggle tooth. Uh, I didn't know that was the word know? for it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think Bruce Springsteen had one, but then he like hit himself in the face with a snow, not a snowboard, a, a surfboard. <laughs> oh my god! You know, because he's 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 snowboarding on the Jersey Shore. He, As you he do. hit himself in the face with a surfboard, I believe, and a doctor kind of fixed his teeth at one point. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Huh. Hi there. My name is Colby White, and I'm one of the hosts from Force Football Facts, a podcast where my friend Zachary and I force our other friend Tyrell to give us insights into the game, even though he doesn't know anything about it. We use our humor to bring you weekly football news in a new way that takes fan opinions into account while also helping new fans understand why we love this game so much. You can check us out on our website, forcefootballfacts.com, or wherever podcasts are available. Hope to see you soon. You know, and obviously then you get into a whole thing of class in the United States with uh, dental care and stuff. And we even kind of tend to, you know, especially mock the English for, you know, not having uh, the same sort of uh, dental practices as us. That was was a thing. And when I took German in high school, we had to be Mm -hmm. like talk to before we watch this like video because we would watch these like as you were reading the book they had these characters in them and then they made like right. videos that went along and they were like episodes of a tv show that were like 15 minutes long and they were really pretty bad but like one of the <laughs> kids has like his teeth were fine but like they were kind of crooked right like you know what mm. i mean and like a teacher had to kind of explain like hey I don't want to hear anybody like making fun of these kids, you know, whatever, because like this is how but it your is. Kids, like, that's all you. That's do all we, of is course, make fun of. Well, people. exactly. I mean, it, so it's like you just had to, and with half the people in that class who were in German for a very specific reason. Um, hint: it's probably like those people that sell the helmets at the flea markets. But oh, any, God. yeah, it's a mess. I don't even want to get into it. But um, uh, Germany has so much else going that's on. That's what history. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, um. They, you know, he was explaining it that dental care is different. It's not deemed as, like, I don't want to say necessary, but there's certain things you fix and certain things you, like, don't. There's not really this desire for, like, perfection, I guess, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. And it was the same, I know, like, in Britain and other places yeah. that it's not. And even, I think, in Italy, it's kind of like that, too. Like, at least from how my mom's it's, described it, it to it's me. It's weird in the United States because we... We definitely judge people a lot. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, maybe even more than we we think. If we think of like being open minded people, you know, <laughs> it is it is like one of the things that is that can be weirdly okay to judge people for. And you know, dental care is not cheap in the United States. No. However, it is fairly accessible. 
That being said, it's it is kind of it's insanely messed up that it's typically not covered in regular health insurance. Yep. Um yep. it's not considered necessary. Um which is and, crazy when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, and you know, again, it's one of those things that's priced not unattainably, but it is still incredibly expensive. Yeah. Um absolutely. So it, it's something that we certainly have access to, but it is uh it is also, mm-hmm. you know, it, it has a whole level of uh, kind of classism yes. kind of baked into it as well, mm-hmm. uh, just just in the way, you know, so, something that is is pure happenstance that a person doesn't really have control over, although it sounds like now you're going to try to start a whole cult of people that um, chew uh, <laughs> tough homemade dark bread uh, so that they can, uh, all, of, all of your uh, progeny can have right. perfect teeth how'd you know that's the plan mm. <laughs> yeah just a bunch, bunch of big jawed bunch of big jawed italians yeah um just what the world mm-hmm. uh needs apparently <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> um but there is also actually another uh kind of even scarier thing that happened at one point in the history of teeth mm. that uh was a lot more devastating than just you know uh, us making fun of British people. Uh, <laughs> apologies. And yes, apologies. Um, and that is uh, about 30 million years ago, uh, there was this uh, hot new plant on the market called grass. Uh, and, mm. you know, it had been spreading a lot all over the world, basically, um, since the fall of the dinosaurs. Um, right. And, you know, we didn't really have the the fern prairies and everything that we used to on Earth. Grasslands were spreading. Um, There were a lot of changes in the environment that sort of led to the rise of grasslands. You know, this was... You have to think about how, while there was ground vegetation, and there always had been uh, for most of the history of there being land plants. um, Right the ground wouldn't have been bare but just the idea that a grassland hadn't existed you know uh, until yeah. the the age of mammals and we think about how much that ties into the age of mammals and this also shows how important uh, as mammals our relationship to our teeth is now these were spreading all over the world in particular in north america and prior you know a lot of people don't realize, you know, even though horses were introduced by the Spanish to the American continent, um, horses had lived here uh, before, but had gone extinct um, hmm. in prehistory. And then, you know, basically modern horses are, while not, uh, they, they are related in that they're both horses, but are not, <laughs> you know, the same kinds of horses. Right. Um they are now sort of filling in 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 the american west where they've where there are feral horses and stuff you know right right um but 30 million years ago there was um another bit of a climate change event and grasses started to use different minerals to build uh their structures um you know if uh you've felt like sort of harder wild grasses you know you feel that they have a bit of structure to them and this isn't just you know the plant cell walls they're using 
minerals and and basically like almost like crystalline structures uh to build themselves up they, if they, oh, wow. they they have things called uh phytoliths uh minerals and mineralogy is a crucial component to how a lot of plants build their structures to um to stand up and because of a change in global temperature grasses started to basically uh build their structures out of tougher minerals they had basically like sandier chewier grass now Mm. is coming around and this led to a massive extinction event for a ton of grazing animals including horses we actually see an enormous um extinction of prehistoric horses uh at this time and at this point the science seems to be pointing to it is all because of a mineral change in the structure of grass imagine you know all of these horses are starving themselves because they are eating grass that breaks down their teeth faster oh geez yeah so they're uh it it, it, it's insanely messed up like you know that there's nothing else wrong with these animals they're doing what they're supposed to but they are uh basically killing themselves because they are wearing down their teeth while eating so it's the grass that they were eating the new type that was breaking down their teeth because of this Yes, their teeth were breaking down wow. faster. Jesus. This happens in a lot of animals that, um, you know, when people talk about uh, a lot of creatures that can live longer in captivity in zoos, a lot of times it's because um, animals wear down all of their teeth in the wild and typically starve to death. Um, huh. That are Animals that are otherwise healthy and capable of living, but... You know, as you get older, you use your teeth more and more in the wild. You're using your teeth to do all kinds of things. It's such a utility. Oh, yeah. uh, For so many mammals. Yeah. But if you wear down your teeth and you don't have a new set to replace it. Yeah. uh, You you can wind up in trouble because now you have uh, your tool doesn't work. And this is this is part of actually what separates teeth from bone. Mm. Um. Because we we tend to think of teeth as bone, we think of it as part of the skeleton, but teeth are not actually bone. Hmm. And this is mainly one of the reasons teeth cannot repair themselves uh, the ah, way that um, right, right. bones in our body can. Um, you know, they are calcium rich. They have a lot of similarities to the hardness of bones, but they do not have the sort of living characteristics that uh true bones have right yeah that's that's interesting i often kind of forget that um i also don't think about teeth that much that's probably why (laughs) you Um, really you really should they're in your head (laughs) i mean yeah i guess just in the sense of that of the mending because it's like you know you break a tooth and you don't have a dentist to repair it you're kind of screwed unless you're pulling it out and i can imagine Mm -hmm. as in a in the wild setting you know what do you do because it's just going to be painful to eat anything so oh yeah oh, jesus well it's either it's eat or starve you know um yeah a lot of types of animals have more of a conveyor belt system with uh the teeth in their mouths oh that's interesting 
Yeah, like uh, manatees, for instance. Uh, the newest teeth that they have are in the back of their jaw, and then they slowly move forward, and the ones at the front fall out. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, elephants have multiple sets of teeth. That being said, uh, they just have a few very, very large teeth in their mouth. It's extremely weird. That's odd. Yes. Uh, there's animals like the babarusa, the, uh, pig, uh, like creature that has curling tusks that poke up through its own snout and then curl around and they can grow long enough to the point that the animal can no longer open its mouth. Oh, wow. So what do you do at that point? Die. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. depressing. Mm -hmm. Um, yep, yep. But does, like, in that situation, can they, like, file them down on something? Or they kind of are just like, this is what it is, and you have to just accept that? Yes, the the, the Babarusa are known to actually, like, rub their tusks on trees and sticks, I think, to try and uh, keep the... To, to not only keep their tusks sharp right. um, for use, uh, but I think this is something that still can happen to their top, their... the 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 tusks poking out through their nose which is just it's just weird to think about like having having that going through yeah. having your teeth like come out through your nose although yeah this also sort of happens in other places things like the narwhal oh yeah um it's not that they only have one tooth it's that one tooth on one side of their their front teeth is basically drilled through grows and drills through their upper lip that's so weird it's so interesting but it is so bizarre yeah i mean because we also have to remember tusks for a lot of animals are their teeth yeah elephants walruses narwhals it 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 is extremely extremely weird when we start to think about how these things compare to our own anatomy yeah i never i mean i've never studied it that like closely but i've also just been like I guess I never understood the use, but then it's like, oh yeah, weapons, like something sharp to right. to fight with or to use. But it is like, mm-hmm. I guess it's like I never think of them as teeth; I think of them as tusks. That's right. Like you know, yeah. there's just these things, but then you realize, oh no, that's like a big tooth coming out their face. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine if we had those. We're gonna be like Elon Tusk. Morty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Or the movie I mean... Tusk. I'm, I've never seen you it. Know, but... <laughs> you know, when you said you wanted to have an exhibit about teeth, I immediately started researching the film Teeth. There's a movie called Teeth? Oh my god, you're not, you, you, you don't know what Teeth is? No. Okay, so Teeth is a film from <laughs> 2007. They build as a comedy horror. Uh, it is about a, uh, a, a young lady who discovers that she has teeth in her, um, uh, you know. Oh, right. So you, you have heard of this. Yeah. Yes. I know what you're talking about now. Okay. I was like, oh, what do you mean? A movie that's about teeth? What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Ah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tusk is also, I, I think, on the, uh, on the spec on some somewhere on somewhere that spectrum there, yeah. of weird weird uh 
movie concepts. I, I feel like teeth was one of those things that was kind I feel like that was like one of the first memes I ever knew. Like people would just you would say teeth and people would like immediately like start snickering, you know. Interesting. I that's I yeah. vaguely remember the jokes about it. Um, I mean the the other thing that like we have to kind of look at with teeth are that they are very hard and they are very durable for the most part. And yeah. So a lot of times with fossils, teeth are can be all that's left of a of an entire species, you know, like right. imagine everybody dying out and all that remains are the teeth you know it's pretty crazy yeah to think yeah about. but but it's also wild that it's it is that strong um mm-hmm. i have to say yeah enamel's crazy like that are you familiar with the creature helicoprion i am not so helicoprion is a type of a uh, whirl or saw toothed or saw-mouthed, I guess I should say, uh, relative of a shark. Uh, now, they've, uh. they've been extinct for a long, long time. Uh, they went extinct in the Permian. But for uh, a good part of the last 200 years, um, we have been finding their fossils and have no modern analog to compare them to to really accurately reconstruct them until recently and this has a lot to do with since sharks and their relatives are cartilaginous fish cartilage Mm -hmm. is very rare to fossilize so this is why when sharks die or um you know a lot of these animals go extinct all that we have left of them are their teeth and we have to extrapolate the entire animal off of that it's kind of wild yeah yeah, because, I mean, it's the hardest part of the animal, you know? I mean, yeah, makes sense. And they got a lot of them. Yeah, so when they discovered uh, Helicoprion, all they found was... Uh, the closest I can describe it to is a buzzsaw of teeth. Yeah. But also sort of coiled like a snail shell or an ammonite, you know? And there were a few points at which they tried to decide whether or not Helicoprion was just an ammonite that they didn't understand but mm-hmm. the ev- they were studying this thing for a long long time since the mid 1800s trying to figure out what the hell this animal looked like and it was so difficult to figure out because this is all that they had was this literal whirling arc of teeth they weren't even sure it was teeth there's a few reconstructions of helicoprion that it's uh on its snout there's uh some reconstructions that it's part of its dorsal fin like a horn shark there's some where it's part of the caudal fin um and then they were figuring out well what that what good is it to have a buzzsaw for a mouth like Mm -hmm. it seems like it seems like a uh tim burton creature you know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and there's a, been a few different ideas thrown around as to what exactly this animal used it for. Like, was it flexible? Could it, like, outstretch this uh, mm. this whirl and, uh, you know, like, then grab things with it? Be kind of wild. Yeah, or could it, like, use it as a buzzsaw? Like, opening and closing its mouth, like, 
it would get a little bit of turning action mm. so that it could like slice open shelled creatures or fish or whatever but the current consensus i believe is that it was actually kind of used as a snail fork that um oh. it would eat ammonites that were floating in the water and this tooth design could basically pull uh, a mollusk out of its shell oh that's interesting that kind of makes sense yeah yeah um but needless to say extremely bizarre and it's amazing that we've ever been able to figure anything out about these guys because how could you just looking at their teeth like right it it shows like it's it's an amazing story of uh of trial and error and science and ideas and imagination there's actually a really good book called resurrecting the shark uh called uh by susan ewing uh that i do recommend uh as kind of a crash course in a lot of paleontology stuff but also just the bizarre journey that that fossil had before Mm. we were ever able to reconstruct it wow that's pretty bizarre. Just when I thought it couldn't get any worse than narwhals. Oh, it gets worse. So, where do teeth come from? Because it actually does bring us back to cartilaginous fish. Oh. Yeah. That's right. We got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what would your guess be that teeth uh, sort of evolved from? Because when we look at um, embryology or... Basically, the way that, like, uh, when we start as, like, just a little clump of cells, Mm -hmm. our cells go through a lot of the motions of of evolution as they develop, you know? Right. Uh, The arch that sort of looks like gills on an embryo becomes our lower jaw and our shoulder. That's, um, and so that is hypothesized where our jaws come from from jawed fishes that they were sort of these flexible gill arches because remember the earliest fish did not have jaws they were have all been filter feeders right right yeah yeah so what do you so in this retracing of evolution what do you think our teeth are related to oh god um like as a part of the creature or yes like what what part of a creature do you think was modified to make teeth um i guess it's like mouth like it's upper mouth well it's scales what (laughs) (laughs) is it oh yeah so teeth are gonna get a whole lot more cursed so oh. we do see evidence for this in sharks because a lot of cartilaginous fish, we feel their scales and they're very rough, yes? Right, yeah. Well, those scales are often called dermal denticles and you'll hear that dent um, part of the word and you know that means teeth, like dentist, right. dentary. So... It's not so much that sharks have scales, it's that they are covered in tiny teeth all over their bodies. Oh. Yes. So these dermal denticles, uh, it's sort of uh, looked at as 
teeth started as kind of modified scales on the outside of the jaws, and then as evolution modified them and derived them further and further, they became more set into the jaws. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, does huh. it make sense? No, does no, it, it really sense, doesn't. Joe? It really doesn't, but... Like, because there's other animals that, like lost the teeth and then had to re-evolve them and they make kind of more sense like you know oh what if we just had a sharp part of our jaw sticking out or a right. beak or something you know that would make sense but yeah. no your skin become <laughs> your scales become teeth <laughs> that they just move yes. closer to the mouth that's pretty bizarre yes wow um that's some nightmare fuel for sure uh <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if you were covered, like, in small teeth. Well, you'd have, you'd have would... to, you'd go through br- toothbrushes a lot faster, you I'll tell you would what. Go, yeah. But yeah, and then <laughs> teeth continue getting weirder and weirder, like, through all of these, uh, these different mm-hmm. iterations through animals. If we, you know, want to think about the designs that we ended up with, the Uh sort of blueprints that our ancestors had so then we have you know we think of okay well we got one row on the bottom one row on the top that makes sense except that there were also animals that had multiple rows of teeth right and you know there were uh, a lot of amphibians that had um teeth in their palate so in the roof of their mouth So you could imagine, like, if evolution had gone a different way, we could have had teeth up there as well. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't like that. Eels have a second set of jaws further back in their throat. Um, A lot of snakes actually uh, have these palatal teeth as well. But then there's also uh, animals like uh, the Tuatara, which is... Uh, superficially looks like a lizard how and uh lives in new zealand are are you familiar with tuataras i'm not i believe i painted one while we were in lockdown together oh but they're actually part of a much more ancient lineage of reptiles than any modern lizards that we currently have oh wow so ancient in fact that they kind of have little buck teeth but they also oh. have two rows of teeth. Yeah, I googled um, it. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're really cute. They got like those big glassy eyes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. I encourage yeah. those to look it up. It's adorable. Yes. But their teeth are super weird. Yeah, that's uh... Yeah. Um and it's not the type of dentition that we think of, uh, especially for uh reptiles and lizards and stuff. Um, right so teeth there there's a there's an awful lot of history just sort of sitting in your mouth just uh just growing in your mouth there uh yeah did i ever tell you about how my little brother like lost all of his teeth when he was a baby what no so so my little brother um at one point either the babysitter or my parents somebody would let him sleep with a bottle in his mouth and he got bottle mouth which is like basically uh. the milk rots all the teeth at the front of your mouth oh so no. my little brother had no front teeth 
because he lost all of his baby teeth and had to wait for his adult teeth to grow in. So for a good chunk of his childhood, he had like these cartoonishly large, like they were like, he's going to grow into them. But like they gave him basically like a, a grill of artificial front teeth and he would just smile and it was like off-putting because this little head smiles and there's like <sighs> adult-sized teeth. Oh my god. Yeah. That's Oh my god, that's that's really rough. And occasionally yeah, there was Jeez. one time they would pop out too occasionally. Like oh, we were in a bouncy house once and uh this kid like smacked him in the face by accident oh. and like looks down and suddenly, you know, this kid that you just bumped into right is like bleeding and has no teeth left and like you feel like you just knocked his teeth all of his teeth out of his head oh my god that's uh traumatizing but yeah yeah if anybody else is traumatized uh by all of this just know that joe picked the topic of teeth today yeah what have i gotten myself into (laughs) Uh well like i'd say I think it's a topic that's really interesting, though. I'm partially why I think it was, you know, chosen to do our exhibition on it is because you don't really think about it that much. I know for sure I don't at all. Not enough. But it still bothers me to a certain degree of like, why do we have these? And we have these. I guess, how do you maintain it? Because we our our sensibilities of maintaining teeth are so much different than they would have been. But like even like going through back through time, as Zan is saying, you know, it's 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 tragic and also really interesting to think that how I can, teeth can literally make or break survival, and that yeah. just shows their importance. That it's like the fundamental tool that all of us living everything I think mm-hmm. living needs to survive, whether it's an actual it's actual teeth or however they're formed through evolution. But I think that that's incredibly fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. Much beyond, I think, even just the more human approach, as I was discussing, whether it becomes repair, which is it's, it's actually kind of interesting now, even in going back to that work where I was discussing about the tooth worm and the idea of like pulling teeth to fix it or cleaning them. But even mm-hmm. like, you know, the idea that people were figuring out how to tie a teeth together and wire them together in order to make sure that they stayed um, yeah. kind of like rudimentary braces or if you will, or other ways um, to make sure that they stayed in place or didn't break it. I don't know the exact dental terms, but you kind of know what I mean, Right. which yeah. is also fat. Like I make that connection to when, um, you know, we start at men. I mean, I know teeth aren't bones as we've just discussed, but like mending bones together by having a, um, What's the thing you you put on a limb or like your fingers? Um, oh, like a um, like a brace. Like... Yeah, yeah, like a brace, like something to help support, not just being right, left yeah. out there. So this idea of like of trying to mend something to fix it or to make yeah. a prosthetic, if you will, to help, I think is really mm-hmm. interesting into the conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, because I... there's there's plenty of stuff like you know this isn't bad we're not weak people because mm-hmm. uh we we have these these leftover evolutionary things i think that's that's because you also like you know joking aside like you can get into some weird uh philosophical territory very quickly you know when you start talking about like we need to 
better modify the human body uh, oh you know yeah. and, and select for things um yeah but but not. <laughs> but you know individual to individual like you know accommodating a person's needs is mm-hmm. you know it's it's just responding to the changing nature of the world you know and right maybe, and maybe we'll figure out a a different solution uh to the the sugar issue um but you know that's that's something that uh, at least Western civilization has had to deal with for a while now, and I think other cultures through the world. But you know, it it does come down to how much sugar you yeah. know has the the unprecedented amount of sugar that has entered our diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not as a like moralizing judgment. Um, no, but as you know just as an observation of why we sort of find ourselves with these issues that you know we want to ask ourselves why are we built this way if you know it doesn't feel like the world is is conforming to us yeah but and i think that that's like when you brought up the ancient horses in north america i think it's it feels weirdly similar Right, where you have a world mm, yeah. changing around you that's kind of out of your control, and the things, the tools that you're built with, just become, you know, not. Yeah. I don't want to say the word useless, but like they're breaking. They're literally breaking down in the sense. So, of you know, the- here's here's the thing: the the horse has made a evolutionary investment in having uh teeth. Yeah. Uh, and being able to turn a single finger into an entire leg um but we (laughs) invested in thumbs and brains Mm, so mm. i think i think we made the right choice i think we did i'm gonna say yes we're still here so i think that yeah yeah that worked out um (laughs) and uh and we have horses and we do have horses so we yeah, have the horses work. under our thumb because the horses do not have thumbs. They do not have thumbs. If they did, that would be kind of wild. I mean, here's the thing. We've talked about all of this. Um, we have not talked about the uh, three-toed horses uh, that used to uh, roam North America. And it's not even three toes in the way that like a rhinoceros has three toes. You know, it's right. one big toe and little tiny toes sticking out to the side I of don't, the leg. I don't like that. I we don't didn't know. talk about George Washington's teeth. We didn't. Whole... We didn't. And I'm, no. I'm kind of proud of us for that. I was going to yeah. make a jab at it. But um, mm-hmm. what was up with that? What's up with that? Why Why did that have to happen? Why did he have teeth like that? Do you, so... act, do you know? Um, I know a bit about this. So, yes, George Washington, like a lot of other people, uh, lost his teeth because, you know, he was part of the aristocracy. They would have been eating very well, um, but that is the type of diet that would rot your teeth. However, right. then you could afford dentures, which he did. Um, now, there is some controversy about this. The 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 myth that you hear a lot of times is that he had wooden teeth. Yes, yes. Uh, he did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you also hear it talked about that he had teeth carved from hippopotamus ivory. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yes, which I believe he did have at some point. However, some of the teeth that he did have in his mouth 
were, because um, this was a thing you could do back in the day, uh, were actually purchased teeth from other humans. Uh, and this is where it gets a little more problematic. He actually did purchase them from uh, enslaved African-Americans. <sighs> Great. First president yeah. of the country, everybody. He That's did pay for them. He did pay for them. I mean, I guess at a slightly discounted rate. It's you yeah. know what? The more the more I talk, it's not the worse it gets. It's not great. It's not a good look at all. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It it really wasn't a good look when he was like, uh, "Can I get uh, what what, what can you say you can can you do three fifths of the price?" Oh, jeez. Uh... And that that's before the three fifths compromise. Right. Um, oh, yeah. My God. Well. Yeah, and but... George Washington as a figure, and this is a whole other discussion for another day. Oh yeah, I, it it's a it's more complicated than just he had slaves, but sure. he, he had slaves. Y- yeah, we 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 can't dance around that too much, but you know it is it is an interesting and nuanced uh, type of thing, but you can't help but feel deeply, you can't help but feel some sort of deep symbolism that he uh, had uh, other humans teeth in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, Oh, okay. That's uh, terrifying. Number one, but Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe we're going to have to get into that at some point. Yeah, there know. is there. The only hesitation is is that there is an omnibus episode. Oh, there you go. On that, and Did I might direct us. people to that. Let's do that because they, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they handle it better than we can, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, and and they they've fully researched it and everything. Um, I would direct people to that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. it's it, it like we were saying, you know, there. It's this interesting thing of this inter- this bizarre intersection of evolution, like actual evolution, not like, yeah. you know, social Darwinism, like actual evolution intersecting with class in this uh, yeah. and, and technology in such an interesting uh, and nuanced way. Right, right. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's always it's always great to be here. Always good to hear all or here to hear all of your smiling faces. To see all of your smiling faces. Yes, yes, always, <laughs> always. Um, oh man, everybody's shiny teeth in them. Is that a joke? Is that a reference? Shiny teeth in me. Shiny teeth. Shiny teeth. Shiny teeth. It's impossible for me to not talk about teeth and think about that. Yeah, so, we thanks, didn't talk Butch about Chip, the Chip Skylark. Uh, uh, that's okay. We don't need Butch Hartman doesn't have to get any more recognition than he deserves. Yeah, yeah. He he <laughs> made he made two really great cartoons, and uh, then we don't need to talk about the rest. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but it is, um, it is it is weird, right? Like that Butch Hartman made. Like all all of these all of these people that make these magical escapist uh, pieces of media, but then you know a, a, things that feel beloved by a lot of kids right. that feel like they don't belong, and then and then uh, just you know we have to hear some other terrible opinion that they have that seems yep. so contrary. Yep, I you know. don't understand. One day maybe we will, but I don't understand it why that happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. anyway, 
thank you all again for uh, being here and coming on this tour with us, this adventure through history in regards to teeth. Such an odd You got a whole matter. adventure in your mouth. Huh, in hole. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Man. You know, this is a great thing to bring up when you're on a date. Yeah, uh, really get them thinking about what's... The, yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. such bad advice. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> you know what? I feel like if you can... You know what? If you talk about anything, if you talk about any of the stuff on your next first date, mm -hmm. uh, you found a keeper if they don't leave. Yeah, honestly, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You could bring up the shark, Buzzsaw Shark. I don't remember the actual yeah. official name. That's probably Helica a really fun fact. Helicoprion? Helicoprion. There you go. Also, also uh, go Google that because extremely weird looking. Oh, I did. It's actually terrifying. Please look it up. It's insane. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. So, wow. What a what a talk today. What a what a talk. Now, uh what have you got going on, Joe? Um, not too much at the moment. I think this will be the last week to view my works on the on Aragram um, arts.org's website and the exhibition that's going on uh, that I'm a part of that's titled The uh, Artist Residency Project that was part of SVA's residency and so on. Uh, check that out. There's some really great work on yes. there. You can see my work on there as well as others. Zam, mm -hmm. uh, what do you got going on? Um, my work is still up at the uh, Bulabarua Gallery uh, at uh, St. Pete Community College. Um should be up through december uh thank you to everyone that showed up to the mize gallery i believe my piece uh sold there but um it will still be up on display if you'd like to see it before it disappears into you know the archives mm. of someone else's collection mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go see it go do it yeah um, I should have some other cool stuff to announce fairly soon. Um, I w there's a, an interview with me uh, in the uh, online magazine Voyage Tampa. Mm. Um, where I talk about my work and my past, and you know, just sort of uh, open up about art and whatnot. Yes, check it out. It's a good read. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, you can read it in my voice, I guess, if the the people out there know what I sound like. Oh, there you go. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, we'll be able to announce some new stuff soon uh, in addition to all that. But in the meantime, if you want to find the museum after hours, we are at Uncanny Museum on Twitter. Feel free to reach out with any corrections, additions, uh, or suggestions. We're happy to incorporate that into uh, newer episodes if you want to find us on instagram for the hot fresh memes uh we are at uncanny county museum on instagram uh if you want to find me on instagram i am at xanosaurus and zanfred e man on uh tiktok <laughs> oh and i'm at josemino art on instagram mm -hmm. and from the uncanny county museum i have been a talking mouth of teeth. I have been Zan Peters. And I've been Joe Semino, also a talking mouthful of teeth. We are the worm. We are the children. Come down. <laughs> <laughs>